future trends, deep insights, industry leaders. This is the iGaming Next podcast with your host, Michael Peterson. Hello, iGaming Intelligentsia. Before we start today's podcast, here is a message from our sponsors. The iGaming Next podcast is made possible with the support from our sponsors at Pragmatic Solutions, leaders in intelligent platform technology. I've been working with Ashley, Lewis and the guys over at Pragmatic Solutions over the last year. And as the early supporter of this podcast, I cannot recommend them enough. The Pragmatic Solutions Player Account Management Platform is an incredibly powerful technology stack for today's gaming business. Their modern modeler platform provides all the core services to power your business and their SaaS licensing model allows you to reduce cost and accelerate your strategic goals. Enterprise technology with decades of operational know-how at scale built in. Upgrade your business to the Pragmatic Solutions PAM platform. Visit www.pragmatic.solutions to arrange a platform demo. This podcast is brought to you by Alia Play, a new generation game aggregator which provides over 5,000 games with only one integration. Partnering with 80 game providers, Alia is offering top iGaming content while positioning itself as a tech leader with Amazon Web Services and Java-based platform. Alia's goal is to create an innovative and fun experience for the players. To find out more, visit alia.com. This podcast is brought to you by Pragmatic Play, an industry-leading content provider of slots, live casino, bingo, and virtual sports. Pragmatic Play excels at creating an immersive, engaging, and mobile-focused experience for players with over 200 HTML5 games that are available in all currencies, 31 languages, and all major certified markets. Discover more at pragmaticplay.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the iGaming Next Marketing Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, which is Melanie Hasner, who is the CMO of Roots. Uh, Roots have been tremendously uh, successful uh, in a very short time, uh, launching Wilds Casino, and is now soon to launch their, their fourth casino brand. And one of the keys to, to their success is definitely Melanie and her, her marketing team and sort of the whole approach they, they, they have. Uh, and more importantly, what we speak about in this podcast is influencer marketing. So we talk about streaming, we talk about Instagram, we talk about micro-influencers and a, and a whole lot more and how you can get value out of this, how much effort goes into it, how you measure success. And yeah, overall, it's just a fantastic episode, not by from my side, but Melanie is just so uh, interesting and knowledgeable to, to talk to. So I hope you enjoy this. Have a great day. Hey, Melanie Hazner, did I pronounce that correctly? Almost, Heinze, yes. Heinze, Heinze. <laughs> I still need to brush up on, uh, on my Austrian, right? Austrian yes. surname. Yes? Yes, yes, that's correct. Very good. How are you doing today, Melanie? Very, very good. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me today. No, absolutely. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, and also, you told me something uh, before this call that this is actually your first ever podcast. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, so don't, don't be too harsh on me. 
No, no, no. I'm I'm always gentle, but that's quite a surprise actually, Melanie, because when when you know when you look around your social feeds and and you look at LinkedIn and 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 Facebook and what have you, then your name pops up quite often actually, I would say, sort of, you know, speaker at conferences and um, and I think even writing sort of small small posts or articles around the industry and stuff, I, I definitely see you pop up quite often. So I'm I'm surprised you haven't done a podcast for. I'm happily surprised. I'm honored <laughs> that this is your first podcast. But you are quite active on the conference trail, no? You you go and speak and uh, and travel around yes. quite a bit. Yes, I try. I try to to challenge myself, and I'm I'm. I wouldn't say I'm a natural good speaker, but I try to challenge myself and it's always nice to to try out new things. And that's why I'm very happy to be here today. And hopefully we're going to have a good uh, session and talk about interesting stuff today. I, I will do my best. Oh, you put me in the spot here, uh, Melanie. I'll, I'll try my best. Okay, look, let's start with uh, with an introduction and, and sort of a background of your career journey so far. So, so please jump in if I if I if I make a mess of this, but I, I'll try my best. So today you're the CMO of Roots. Uh, you're originally from Austria, and you've been in iGaming since 2011, so a bit more than 10 years. Um, you started out at Mr. Green. Uh, as CRM manager, spent a couple of years there. Then you moved on to Little Vegas, first as um, affiliate manager, I believe, and then country manager for the for the Duck region. Uh, then six months at Bedhard for Duck country manager, two years at Mansa Gaming as head of marketing. And now you have spent more than uh, two and a half years at Roots, first as head of marketing, and then later you were promoted to CMO for the company. Is that roughly correct or did i make yes, a huge mess no. up <laughs> no that's correct and as you can see um i'm always as you pointed out um i'm mainly always a couple of years at the company uh, and yeah. that's because i usually join at the very beginning and i do love the startup vibe and in the past it was whenever the company grows and start becoming too corporate i was moving on so i was one of the first employees of uh, mr green yeah the same happened with um, Leo Vegas, also Mansa Gaming, we were quite a small team. And when I joined Roots, also we were just a, a handful of people uh, starting up in a townhouse in in Slima. Yeah, fun fun times when you're when you're the startup uh, stage yes. for sure. So how long have you been in Malta, uh, Melody? Uh, since a good ten and a half years now. So when I started my gaming company, uh, my gaming career, um, yeah. I was moving to Malta. Wow. So you're, you're definitely, uh, you're definitely one of the people I know that have been here the longest, I think. Yeah, you pretty, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I've been here for 14 years. So I, I, I've been, been around as well, but, uh, but uh, very, very few people you speak to have been here more than five, I would say actually. So, uh, 10 years is, uh, is impressive. Well, well done. Good. So, look, we have a lot of stuff, uh, super interesting, exciting stuff to talk about. Um, we had a great prep call. and um, But before we, we get into that, it would be great if you could give us a short introduction to uh, Roots, effectively. How did it get started? What brands do you operate? You know, anything you want to add, markets, etc., just to give the, the viewers at home um, a, a, a bit better insight into Roots. Yes. So Roots uh, was formed in 2018 by the same people that were also behind uh, Risk, which uh, a lot of people are familiar with. 
um, the, the founders got a little bit frustrated with the, the concept of running a white label um, casino and having being on a white label uh, platform. And so they came up instead, they are very practical people. They said, oh, let's not mo moan about things that our platform doesn't have. So let's build our own one and make it to, to the needs that we have. That is when they founded uh, Roots. They were working uh, roughly one and a half years on the platform itself. And then in 2019, they put a small team together uh, with marketing and, and payments. And we, we started um, in yeah, June 2019, we launched Wilds, our first brand. Um, roughly a year later, in the already in the middle of the pandemic, we launched our second brand, Kexina, which was kind of like proof of concept from, from Wilds, uh, if it was just a one-hit wonder or if you're really that good <laughs> as we think yeah. we are. Yeah. And then beginning of the year, we, we launched our, our first brand with a brand ambassador with David Hasselhoff, uh, mm -hmm. Wheels. So mm -hmm. it's, um, I think, quite impressive from 2019 to 2021, uh, operating three casinos. And now uh, we are over 100 people in the company as well. Yeah, operating three casinos and, and operating them in a great way, right? You're, you're very successful. Yes. Um, so that's, that's fantastic. And you mentioned sort of that the guy spent uh, about a year and a half building the, the platform. So, so you, you, have, you, you have built your own back end, your own front end, all yes. the technology is, yes. is your, your own. Yes, we do. We do everything in house. Um, yeah. We have a very diverse uh, team, so of course we have a lot of techno uh, tech knowledge. Um, we believe yeah. in automation, and I don't want to throw in too too many fancy words like uh, you know artificial intelligence and and all that. But um, that's better that people that actually work in that field talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but we 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 do believe that um, we work. We try to automate all the boring stuff mm -hmm. and have the people in the company working on, on, on the fun things. Uh, also, our, for example, if you look at our last brand, um, Wheels, we have, um, if you look at the TV spot or if you look at uh, the, the song Keep On Spinning, um, mm -hmm. so we wrote the song for David Hasselhoff. One of our, our co-founders was writing mm -hmm. the song mm -hmm. uh, with David Hasselhoff uh, together. <laughs> which I think is quite unique coming up with a tune, uh, putting a song together and that's all in house. That's amazing. What a fun task. Did you have Pamela Anderson as backing vocals or something <laughs> like that or no? No, but I was thinking about it as one of our uh, fastest growing markets. It's is Canada and Pamela Anderson being Canadian. I was yeah. uh, already thinking maybe, maybe there will be a cooperation in the future. You never know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Okay, and and having your own sort of tech platform in place, do you like how important do you think that is today? And and do you think that has been a, a vital part of your success, not being a, a white label and being sort of dependent on 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 a provider, so to speak? Uh, for us, uh, I can only only speak. It, it is for sure crucial uh, that yeah. we are that, that we have been successful the way we are because mm -hmm. we can act very fast to to all the changes that are coming up, no matter mm -hmm. if it's uh, regulatory changes or if we feel the need. Um, we we 
you know, to communicate better or to personalize certain uh, aspects. Um, yeah. As we have everything in house, we don't need to wait uh, to be in in some long um, development lists, and we are like on, you know, yeah, the fifteenth spot uh, to to yeah. come up to work on. On a good day, fifteenth spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's good. No, absolutely. I, I, I can only imagine that's a, that's 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 a crucial crucial thing. And like you're saying, more than anything, it frees up a lot more time and uh, uh, for creativity and 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 fun stuff, right? Um, so that that's good. Great. Uh, thank you for that introduction. Uh, what we want to talk about today really is influencer marketing and. Uh, and that's quite a that's quite a uh, uh, today in 2021 here it's quite a, a vast headline to have it can mean so many different things right so so maybe melanie do, do you want to start with what is your sort of definition of influencer marketing yes so i think my my definition is quite easy uh, influencer marketing is working with people that have a good social media following Okay. So very, very, very short, very simple. Yes, well, that's that's good, v very good. And and we spoke in the prep call as well that it's sort of, you know, there's obviously the streaming world, uh, which we're going to dive deep into as well. Uh, but we're also speaking about well, celebs and uh, and and sort of let's say uh, non-casino players uh, type of influencers. And you're obviously already working with uh, with Mr. Hasselhoff and 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 others on on that front. So quite a lot of stuff to to do, but let's start in the in the streaming space, um, if you don't mind. So, so walk us through uh, how did all this get started for Roots? Like, what made you? Uh, so when did you start, and what made you sort of move into seriously working within the streaming space for for marketing purposes? So I, I have to say, before I came to Roots, I, I mean, I knew about streaming, uh, mm -hmm. especially coming from a company. So I have worked with Leo Vegas and, you know, the, their connection to casino grounds. So mm -hmm. I knew it was out there, but I did not know uh, how powerful it can be. Mm -hmm. So when we when we opened our first brand in, in June 2019, of course, we, we signed up uh, with casino grounds and, and all the... the Back then, we thought those are the biggest uh, streaming providers for mm -hmm. casino content. Mm -hmm. But then we were very, very lucky that two of the biggest, um, I would say, YouTubers and, and Twitch streamers in Germany uh, heard about our casino and they started uh, streaming uh, our casino and having fun and overnight we we got uh, thousands of of new customers first i mean first we did not know what what, what happened what yeah from where do all those people coming from yeah. and uh, very very uh, fast we find out that we we just attracted two of the biggest uh, social media stars in germany that just oh. uh, found out about us and having yeah. fun uh, playing on our site yeah and over who, the time who, that, Melanie? Who, who were those two if you can if you can share that um it was uh knossi was mm -hmm. was one of the guys and also montana black which is very controversial um yeah. he started also playing on our site yeah okay yeah knossi is a <laughs> a cra crazy play but wow how successful he, he has been right i mean it's yes you follow yes. his uh, his journey in such a short time from a from a stream yes. i think actually he um 
if I remember correctly, he used to work as country manager or something like that for PokerStars, I think, back in the days, uh, and then decided to start his, his own channel. And before you know it, he's an absolute rock star, has his own TV yes. shows, and uh, it's been a crazy, crazy ride for, for him, for sure. Okay, so that was the beginning. Yeah. That was the beginning, and that is how we actually realized how powerful streaming yeah. is and yeah. what you can do in, in the marketing space and also in, in online gaming with the with the right partners. Yeah. And and that first first period of time was that was that you reaching out to them or did it just sort of happen organically? They just decided it, to start uh, streaming and uh, I mean, with, with, with those, it happened organically. So they, they found us um, yeah. because, uh, yeah, I, I have actually, it was, it was a little bit of luck. And, and of course, uh, we have a very good platform. And yeah. they, they, before they also started, they were very well known that they, they also like casino games. As you said, yeah. Nossi, uh, he worked yeah. in, the, in the iGaming space before. Yeah. So it was uh, very, very good to, to get them finding us enjoying to play with us but of course yeah. uh, we got in touch with them um later on and and yeah. talked yeah. to them yeah. and yeah. Uh, got feedback and i think the major thing was that they opened up for us in germany mm-hmm. um the the mainstream so we got uh, i remember we we had hundreds of streamers signing up uh, mm-hmm. on on our site and mm-hmm. it was a lot of work to just uh, go through each and every one and see if they are suitable for our platform. Because of course, with having such a big reach, um, you mm-hmm. you have a lot of um, you know with responsible gaming and everything. You need to keep everything in mind. You have a lot of mm-hmm. responsibility as well. Yeah, yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Okay, so that was the that was the beginnings. Some some two two and a half years back, roughly. Is that correct? Yeah, it was in in summer summer 2019. So it was really it happened. We opened up, and I think it was a month after we opened up our casino. Um, it was it was crazy times. Crazy times. Very very sleepless. A uh, lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. And you were talking to me as well, like in the prep call, like how much how much time and effort you actually put into just sitting and watching uh, a potential streamer's channel before yes. deciding to 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 work with them could, could you yes. could you tell us a bit more about all the sort of the homework that goes into into that yeah it is uh, if you attract such a such a, a big amount of streamers you need to as i mentioned just just in a sentence before um, you have a lot of responsibility that is lying on your shoulders so you need to make sure if you work with a streamer not just of course it is nice if someone signs up and they have mm-hmm. like a hundred thousand followers etc and and mm-hmm. a thousand viewers uh, on average but you need to make sure that they also fit to your brand because you can do more harm than good if you sign up with the wrong uh, streaming partner. Yeah, You don't want to promote through a person that is not sharing the same values that that you're trying to to sell with your with your platform you want to have genuine people and not people that just want to you know make a quick money with with Mm. promising high wins or you know it's it's yeah. very ga- gaming is is still very very dangerous to to promote mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. it's it's very i usually stalk and not not just streamers but also our so we also work with influencers in in 
not just on Twitch, also uh, YouTube, Instagram, etc. So I yeah. tend to to stalk them a little bit, uh, <laughs> see what they're up to. <laughs> Is that your username? <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't say, but of course, it, 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 you should know with, with whom they are engaging, what they are yeah. doing, uh, know their audience. Of course, uh, use certain tools to, to see uh, if, if the streams are genuine. Yeah. Uh, you, nowadays, uh, you have streamers proper because everyone knows you need to have a certain amount of following or average viewers that you are interesting for an operator mm. to, to work together. Mm -hmm. So you need to look up previous streams or the statistics because sometimes people just work with, uh, you know, they buy uh, viewer bots, etc., mm -hmm. just to inflate their, their streams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of that, right? I, I, it's funny, not only with streaming, but but with uh, with digital advertising in general. I think so, I read an article the other day that they now estimate that about 30% of all the traffic uh, that hits digital advertising are driven by bots. It's non-human yeah. traffic, 30% of all our advertising spend. <laughs> so it's quite depressing to think about, actually. Yeah, so... <laughs> So quite a lot of uh, due diligence to to do be, be, before before starting to work with them. So you must have uh, you must be a Twitch super user now. You must know uh, that platform very well. Um, I I know my way around, but yeah. I do believe there is for sure people that know it better because I'm not an active user of Twitch, so I don't stream myself. Uh, yeah. I have been part of streams with some of our influencers. Um, mm. I did some guest appearances. But other than that, uh, <laughs> well, maybe it's the first podcast, but you've been uh, streaming before and, and live sort of with, with video and everything. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, good. But let's see. Uh, so obviously there's the obvious, um, let's say, benefit of working with streamers in terms of, uh, you know, NDCs and, uh, and attracting sort of players or traffic to, to your casino. But uh, do you see any other sort of uh, reasons why streamers are important for brands to to work with, or is it a pure uh, is it a pure traffic generator, or is there a, a sort of a brand play here as well? Not at all. So I see uh, that a streamer is acting more like a brand ambassador, and yeah. I mean the way that an operator communicates with the player is basically mainly one-way communication whilst with streaming it's kind of like a two-way communication the players can communicate with the streamer itself and it gives mm -hmm. us a lot of opportunity um i mean let's say in in countries like um the let's say take norway there is always problems uh, with payment providers if you have a streamer he can explain while sometimes you know payouts can can take a little bit longer etc mm -hmm. so i think it is it is very important that's also why it is so important to to have streamers to treat them as partners and mm -hmm. not just as a revenue stream mm -hmm. yeah because they basically are brand ambassadors for you yeah and, and, and i can, can imagine yeah. Yeah, they can smoothen so, out problems. They can uh, promote your CRM. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, very, uh, very important uh, in, yeah. in these days. Yeah, and and I guess also the other way around, right? I mean, it's such a direct channel for for sort of 
players to give feedback to the streamer that he can then pass pass on to you and even give you video clips. See, this is what they're yeah. saying about your new feature or your new brand or or whatever. So you have that sort of direct uh, finger on the pulse kind of thing uh, to to towards the yeah. players as well. Definitely. Very good. And speaking of players, um, Melanie, in your experience, and you you ha you have been doing so much with streamers. What what do you think? players look for in a stream in a, in a streamer like why do they choose streamer a and not streamer b let's say you know obviously apart from language but what what else do you think makes a streamer popular or or someone you want to watch i strongly believe it's the personality of the streamer so yeah. it's not just it, it's not the fact if they are playing with high stakes or low stakes. This is of course also something that might uh, some players, uh, some viewers might be attracted to. But I do believe it's mainly the personality and how entertaining a streamer can be. Because if we look, if we go back, for example, uh, with Knossi, he used to uh, he used to play a social casino before, uh, where mm -hmm. there is no big wins. Um, mm -hmm. He, you know, it, it's not all about how much money one can can win in a casino of course that's yeah that's just the the, the cherry on top but yeah. i do believe a lot it is about the personality and it is more like um watching why one one tv show is more popular than the other it's yeah. all about the people that makes that show and the same i do believe is with yeah. streams how much they are engaging with their community um yeah did you say Knossi used to stream with social casino before? So yes, play yes. for fun, effectively, or no, yes. no real money just, involved. Just uh, play, play for coins. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Because this is, um, you know, this is a conversation that often comes up uh, among sort of my peers, at least. So we speak about sort of, you know, yeah, there's the entertainment aspect, and there is the, you know, chance of a big win aspect. Let's call it that. And we were saying, you know, what what would happen if you like put it at the extreme, and you were playing at a casino for fun money, and there was absolutely no real money involved? Would that streamer, could that streamer still succeed? Or how important is that, you know, sort of that gambling, that risk, that 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 the emotional up and down when they win or lose kind of thing? Like how important that is. But what what are your thoughts on 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 this? You think a casino streamer play for fun could could be successful in 2021? It could as long as that uh, streamer is transparent about it. And yeah. he needs to have, I think, just just play for fun. Maybe he needs to have a little bit of a more entertainment factor, like a, a little bit extra on it. Um, you know, you depending on how much he can engage with his community. Yeah. Yeah. But I do believe it's possible, definitely. Yeah. Because if you look at other streams, uh, if you look at normal gaming streams mm -hmm. uh, that play uh, FIFA or or Fortnite, mm -hmm. there is no people watch it and they yeah. don't. I mean, they don't gain anything from it. Like yeah. there is no no win for for the the person yeah. playing those games, except that they will become first, etc. But it's not. Um, yeah, or, or or it's a bit more of a long-term win, right? Maybe because they will grow their audience significantly, and the more they grow their audience, the more they can do partnership agreements and you know your Red Bull sponsorships and all these kind of things and uh, 
so maybe it's not a win in a game round it's a win in the in the long run maybe i don't know but it's a it's a it's fun to think about if it's high stakes or if it's entertainment and um and uh yeah no that's 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 good to that's good to hear yeah, there is so many, so many different ways of making a, a stream interesting. Uh, yeah. It doesn't always have to be high stakes. I remember, was it a year ago? It was very popular to do those bonus hunts. Yeah. Um, you can engage the community by, you know, partnering up with an operator and maybe giving out some merchandise. Yeah. So there is a lot of things that you can do. Um, yeah that doesn't involve high stakes. Yeah. And I think Knossi is a great example of this, actually. I mean, the amount of different weird things he, 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 can, yeah. he can do in a stream, right? I mean, he has his own, uh, whatever, drinks brand, a merchandise brand. Uh, he has the the royal yes, crown that he wears yes. and gives out to people. He have guests in the studio that he also kind of makes famous and he has yeah. his gang, you know? There's, there's so if much you, yeah, more if you look, the gambling aspect. Yeah, and if you look at the, once he, once he did uh, casino streams, if you look at the stakes that he had, it's mm -hmm. also he was not he was not having he was not famous for crazy bets uh, yeah. in in the beginning he was playing like with one euro two euro yeah later on if he had a big uh, hit um, he you know went up to like five euros but he was when yeah. he was playing with five euros he was already saying like oh my heart is racing you know it's so <laughs> much money yeah. and he still had thousands of uh, viewers on average yeah. so it's not yeah. not about uh, the size of the bet it's just how yeah how entertaining you are and knossi yeah. i think is one of the greatest entertain entertainers on in the twitch atmosphere yeah yeah no i fully agree and then and I, I i mean don't you also think that if we think another year into the future or so at, at some point regulation and compliance are going to you know sort of put pressure on the streamers to lean more into the entertainment as opposed to the to the high stakes or, or, you know, sort of, if you have to look into the crystal ball, Melanie, what, what, what do you think? I mean, it's, it, I, I mean, it's already happening, uh, yeah. with, uh, if you look at, um, you know, this summer, the, the changes in, in Twitch with banning affiliate links. Yeah. So they are already looking into the problem of how streams, how casino streams are now out there. Yeah. I think the execution was not the best with yeah. what they did, but I do think in, in the next years there will be hopefully better solutions uh, coming up that casino streams will be, again, more popular uh, mm -hmm. or more easier to, to monetize as well for legit affiliates. Yeah. Okay. Good. So if you had to give us like a top three or top five things you look for in a streamer before starting a collaboration like what what would those be what what is sort of the must-haves and the and the must-not-haves i guess of, of a streamer i think the must-have of course uh, must have a likable personality <laughs> yes and they do need to i need to have the feeling that they are genuine that they are having genuine fun with what they're doing and they don't see this just as a as a revenue stream coming in i think that is the most important attribute that you are working with a genuine player that yeah. decided to stream and then of course you look at uh, i mean you can be the 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 most likable person but if you don't have any following so of course yeah. following an average viewers is also something that we are looking into before we are 
starting to work yeah. with um, streamers. So, so streamers starting from zero is not so interesting. They need to have a, a starting following and then yes, many so might be interested. <laughs> No, it is. It is. We we have we have started with streamers from zero, but yeah. I have to admit that was more um, more on a celebrity level that yes. Uh, yes. due to COVID they could not work in their you know whatever mm -hmm. they did if they were singers etc. Mm -hmm. And they started streaming, and we took the opportunity and we grew the channel together. Mm -hmm. But if you are a normal person. Unfortunately, I have to admit that it will be very difficult to to start with zero and having a sponsor right away. Yeah, or partnership. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, very good. So that also makes um, another question is uh, so you mentioned that it should not be just for the money, but it should also be something they really enjoy enjoy doing, and that should come through on the stream, right? So. Another aspect that is being talked about often is sort of in in-house streamers or having you know a brand having their own studio or uh, or you know e effectively an employee that does streaming exclusively for a brand. So that that model, do you think that's authentic enough for players at home to engage with and 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 be interested in? I think it all depends how how that streaming is is sold so if if you have in-house streamers also streaming on other brands it's a, i'm mm -hmm. not sure how authentic that can be mm -hmm. but um, as you might know we are also working on our next project our next casino which will have a heavy focus on on streaming and we will have in-house streamers as well okay. but we see it more as um, purely entertainment more like as a tv show yeah. So we will for sure not not try to take away um, work or revenues from you know affiliate streamers, mm -hmm. but we will add on with additional value and entertainment factor. So I do think this in this direction we hope. I mean, let's talk again in a year's time and see how yeah. how it worked out. But uh, I do believe that there is room for in-house streamers and for for our own. On streamers, just uh, it's it's good for for retention to keep players uh, active on the site, and before, as I said, if we have some special campaigns, etc., it it might be easier if in-house people can explain it, um, and if we have that opportunity as well. Yeah, very good. So really, so that was kind of like a. Sorry, I wasn't fishing or anything. I promise. <laughs> was that kind of like a a world first uh, announcement of a of a new brand? I heard there, Melanie. Uh, I might have dropped the idea before okay. now and then, but I, it's it's more or less uh, I haven't talked about openly about it yet. Okay, all right, and and uh, so we are looking super forward to to seeing that. Obviously, what, what so when do you expect to launch this? Uh, do you, do you have a, a rough timeline, or you don't want to to comment too much on that? No, I, I can say it will be Q1, but okay. the exact date is uh, still, in, still in disguise. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, look out for new brand from, from Roots in Q1. You heard it here. Second, <laughs> not first, apparently. <laughs> Damn it. Maybe next time. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, so... Um, so I guess the... Um, yeah, so one of the things I wanted to ask you as well is 
there's obviously the the sort of the slots category on Twitch or 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 YouTube. You know, you know, streamers that purely stream uh, casino um, uh, games. Are you guys looking into the other categories as well? So, you know, uh, could Roots be interested in working with esports streamers or poker streamers or just chatting streamers, or or, or is it mostly the sort of the hardcore casino guys that you want to work with? Um, not at all. So we are open for for all kind of streamers as long as they fit to to our company profile. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually just. Um, just signed up for sponsoring one of the biggest esports term- tournaments um, that have like more than 20,000 registered users. So we do also work outside the slots uh, category, yeah. so to say. Um, if the, the only thing is when you're working with uh, other categories, as you said, like, I mean, poker might not be uh, as big as a, a problem, but if you work with um influences that are that are big in other categories you really mm-hmm. need to make sure that their their audience is suitable for what you make them promote because yeah. you don't wanna you don't wanna have streamers that the majority of the audience is underage yeah. or that attracting lots of underage players which which yeah. we have seen in the past um mm. happening with um curacao licensed operators yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and especially I, I still still don't think Twitch has age gating, right? Like like YouTube has, you can't you can't put that limit, can you? Today, uh, you you can put put on your stream that it's uh, for eighteen plus. Yes, but still, you don't want to because you're still gonna get the notification, or you're still gonna see that that your your streamer is online, and you know how it is if something is forbidden, you yes. are getting more and more curious. So yeah. it's it's better to just avoid. Yeah, yeah, no, that, saves that. you a lot of headache. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so the opposite side of that coin as well. Are there any streamers that that you do not want to work with, and and you know you know what what are sort of the red flags where you know roots are like no that this is not for us. Uh, I would not engage with uh, streamers that are that are known in the community of uh, playing with fake money. Mm-hmm. Um, also, streamers that work with uh, that work on markets that are regulate or about to regulate, and mm-hmm. if they promote uh, operators that are very very heavy in this market, but mm-hmm. they are not looking for getting licensed. Mm-hmm. So the, these are the the major red flags. So if you're yeah. if you're a streamer and you're about you know making making the quick money and you're opting into working with an operator that have you know that that promotes uh, we are we are VPN friendly we, mm. we don't do KYC checks then mm-hmm. I rather stay away and I don't care if that if that uh, streamer has a million followers or two million yeah. followers yeah. I know it is not the the right fit for for. Our, our company, as we believe, um, the future is regulated markets, and we want to yeah. be compliant as much as possible. Yeah. So, so just as the, you know, so so effectively, as an operator, Roots is thinking very long term and sort of yes, uh, um, and and looking for partners and streamers that that also believe in the long game and and is not um, too too aggressive in the short term, sort of, but but is yes. has a responsible and and sustainable strategy for their own stream. Um, okay, I think that's great to hear, and I think that's um, you know I, I think that the industry has to move a lot 
on that uh, particular uh, dial. I'm trying to be dip- diplomatic here, um, but <laughs> no. But I think it really comes down to the operators taking taking a stand and, and leading here, right? Because if 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 no one works with yes. streamers that that have red flags, then naturally there will be a pressure to to sort of uh, jump on on board and 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 work work on the yeah. same same way. I think it is also not not just. Uh, not just the operators, uh, but I also do think that um, game providers they yeah. should also they should they should also be held uh, accountable because yeah. after all they are providing their content to operators that they know they are not compliant. Yeah, yeah. So I think it is a little bit of uh, not just uh, one not just the operator's responsibility, but it's like the whole industry. So we have the operators should uh, all as you said, uh, work together and say like, mm-hmm. no, we, we don't want to work with uh, people mm-hmm. that are trying to make the, the quick buck and work with uh, work with other casinos that are mm-hmm. not compliant. And then mm-hmm. also making pressure or giving the pressure to, to game providers and saying like, mm-hmm. why are you offering your content to, mm-hmm. to those casinos? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it would be nice to have uh, streaming platforms such as Twitch also take a stand mm-hmm. and looking into the topic a little bit uh, deeper and uh, realizing that casino streams are not bad, but maybe looking more into um, implementing a, a better age verification for streams and also maybe just uh, make sure that you only allow um casino streams in in those jurisdictions where it's allowed and also for operators that have a license but this mm-hmm. is just a wishful thinking <laughs> yeah. no but it's 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 interesting right because if you if you look at if you look at facebook if you look at google before you can do any type of marketing through those platforms, right? You need to send them, you know, your, your license, uh, you know, the size of your shoe and, and how old your cat is at home almost. I mean, it's, it's really, yes. really tough to get started and, and they do not accept anything gray, let alone, let alone black. Uh, but, but on the Twitch side of things, that is, that is at least not the case yet. It's, it's, it's very sort of cowboys and Indians still to some extent. Yes. And you mentioned, you mentioned that the recent... Um, change in rules that they removed the direct links had had not really had the effect or or you don't see that working very well could could you explain that no. so i think the intentions were very very good and and something had to happen yeah. uh, unfortunately it went uh, completely into the wrong direction so okay. twitch uh, twitch banned uh, as of i think it was august 17th mm-hmm. uh, they implemented uh, the rule that you cannot share any affiliate links or referral codes for mm-hmm. um, online casinos uh, slots roulette uh, dice mm-hmm. And the intention were to limit limit uh, advertising of pages that, that are not compliant. Mm-hmm. However, how um, all those big, uh, well-known Curacao brands work is also more on a brand ambassador um, model. So they pay per stream and then it doesn't matter. They don't need to share any, yeah. any links. So yeah. it, it was... I think they really had good intentions, but as they don't know the industry, they just um, they just saw oh they got the pressure because there was uh, some media picking up on on topics mm-hmm. where there were streamers 
you know, attracting underage players, et cetera, et cetera. And so they got the pressure from the media and they needed to change something, but they didn't look into the topic very well. Yeah. Okay. So it, so the change did definitely not have the intended impact because like you're mentioning, a lot of the, especially the larger streamers would have some sort of um, uh, fixed deals in place. They wouldn't yes. be dependent on the links, links no. anyway. But but do you think so? Let's call it, it. It was kind of neutral. It was no better, no worse after after that that restriction. Or, or that was my question: mm-hmm. ha, Has it actually become worse with that restriction? Are yes. there some, some I, there is some downsides yes. as well? Yes, I do think it has become worse because, uh, especially um, you know, networks or yeah, streamer networks that specialized in casino streams that mm-hmm. work on you know, on, on revenue-based models or that they have affiliate links. With the ban of it, um, it is very, very hard. If they are already well-known, of course, they, they switch also to, to different uh, revenue models. However, the majority is still struggling up to today uh, to adapt to, to new models and to, to adapt of how can we still make the same money while uh, also proving to the operators that we are worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so also we operators, we are used to, to work, uh, you know, in, in affiliation, you have your, your CPA deals, hybrid ref share, ref share mm-hmm. deals, CPL, whatever, but we are used to that kind of, of, of marketing and now went from, because it was only, I think, a week or two weeks notice uh, mm-hmm. from from Twitch to change yeah. all all the way how you're working. So it needs also a very experienced operator that has worked uh, before with different revenue models to come up with a solution that both parties are happy with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned as well that it was bad for the little guy, as in to to be yes, to be a to be yeah. a, a, a a beginner streamer with that Twitch change. Is has you know life has become even more difficult to grow a following. Can, yes. can you explain that a bit more as well? I mean, they they now it's very very hard to to prove. I mean, if you're a new streamer and you go to a casino, say, so, oh, I can refer you X amount of players, but you are not allowed to to use any uh, affiliate links. Mm-hmm. How 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 can you cl- make that claim that you are yeah. good without uh, being able to prove it? Yeah. If you're an existing uh, affiliate, uh, you can show you know statistics from the past, and usually they are they are very similar. So you mm-hmm. you kind of uh, know what to play or how to calculate um, mm-hmm. commissions. Of course, yeah. there is always a way around. Uh, as we have seen, there is uh, sharing sharing links. Uh, you know, there there is Telegram groups. There is mm-hmm. uh, Discord where affiliate links can be changed. That is uh, not directly on on the uh, Twitch platform. Mm. However, to be honest, uh, for the affiliate itself, for the streamer itself, um, it's always worse than it was before. Mm -hmm. I mean, we as operator might gain because Mm -hmm. uh, if they are sharing, if the sharing of a link takes at least one or two more steps, Mm -hmm. the player might go just directly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so, in, in, in short, I guess what we're saying is that for the small streamers or streamers without a history, they're just starting out, um, it, it's very difficult to 
start working with any operators because the the business model that they can offer nowadays is fixed fees or or some sort of brand model and 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 what operator in their might right mind wants to wants to offer such a deal to someone with with a very little following and no sort of proven track record that they can actually deliver traffic yes um or at least it will force operators to think much more in the sort of the branding uh, you know, entertainment kind of style, like you're saying b- yes. before, right? That it's, uh, it's, um, you know, it's but, about personality and what they can, you know, do they fit the brand and, and thinking long term as such. But, but still, but, life yeah, has it is more difficult. It is, yeah, it is very hard because even if you go the entertainment factor, if someone already has a little bit of a following, uh, someone that hasn't been in in casino gaming um, yeah. before. It also takes a lot of research uh, from the operator side if that person fits. And we all know um, how fast growing our industry is. And there is, I don't know if everyone has the resources of doing the research. Uh, It's much easier uh, clicking on decline and and saying like, no, I'll go for for a streamer or for a traditional affiliate in in SEO, etc., where I know what I'm getting. Yeah, I don't think there's many operators that go uh, in stealth stalker mode like <laughs> like you many and watch a hundred hours uh, before signing with, with these streamers. So, uh, so I can I can imagine that. No, but uh, okay, good. Um, so let's see. Uh, yes, um, what is your view uh, around sort of Twitch versus YouTube as a as a as a streaming platform or, or a way of uh, working with an operator, is there like, you know, as in, uh, you see quite a lot of streamers doing Twitch with all the real uh, st- streaming happening and the sort of the full uh, full episodes, and then they would upload the, the highlights or the clips uh, to, their, to their YouTube channel. As in sort of, do you have any thoughts around Twitch versus YouTube? Or, and or, is there a third or fourth platform coming up uh, that could be... Uh, Twitch 2.0 in the future, maybe? Uh, I do think uh, depending on what your goal is, there is either Twitch better or YouTube. Um, Mm. Twitch is live streaming. So, of course, if uh, I think in the live streaming sphere, there is uh, Twitch is the king. Uh, Mm. There is no... YouTube cannot uh, cannot follow up with it. Although we we see that also YouTube is working on their their live streaming, but there is still uh, too many. Uh, Twitch is just made for it. It it has uh, the better bots. It has um, the better extensions. It is uh, easier to monetize. I mean, maybe not for casino streams <laughs> these yeah. days, but in 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 general, yeah. But then if we if we look long term, of course, YouTube is better because, as you said, um, there, there is a reason why there is always highlight uh, clips because YouTube is made for content that lasts. Yeah. And um, long term, you probably uh, are able to to have a better monetization on YouTube videos than on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And also, if we if we look at the rules, I think. I mean, both companies are like American, but they are, um, I think Twitch has the stricter rules and it's easier to get banned Mm. while YouTube uh, is a little bit more forgiving, Mm -hmm. so to say. 
So, so could you see a future where YouTube becomes the platform of choice for for casino streamers or viewers of casino streams? They would need to work a lot on yeah. on the platform because even yeah. even now, if you look like it's very it's very easy to to find the slots category uh, mm-hmm. on on Twitch and mm-hmm. and you have you have the better community on Twitch. Uh, whilst on YouTube, it is still hard um, to to find what you're looking for because yeah. there is there is a gaming category, but I have not found a slots category, for example. You yeah. do find uh, streamers, but mainly you find the streamers that you already know from from Twitch. You look them up in YouTube. Yeah, but okay. we do see we do see that. Um, I mean, Twitch is trying to grab customers from YouTube. By there is uh, more and more you can you can also use uh, uploaded videos or rec- pre-recorded videos and upload it in in Twitch, which was not mm-hmm. possible a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And the same with YouTube, they are making their live uh, streaming more and more attractive. So it will be interesting to see where we are standing in two, three, five years. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things as well, maybe you could say that the audience sitting at home watching Twitch versus the audience sitting to watching YouTube is, is probably completely different. Maybe uh, the, the YouTube is more sort of mass market Mr. and Mrs. Jones, where Twitch is much more, uh, let's say, uh, you, you have much more of, inte- of an intent or you're much more into the community aspect. Do, do you think, uh, so let, let me rephrase. So do you think on Twitch, do you think you can find... Uh, both the sort of the, the heavy users slash VIP players, as well as the casual audience. Like, I mean, the industry in general is speaking a lot about going towards entertainment it's instead of gambling more casual players. And and it's becoming increasingly important for especially public companies to show that their revenue stream is, is coming, you know, the vast majority is coming from casual players. Do you think those players watch streams on on twitch or by its very nature if you're watching casino streams on twitch then you are you know let's say a mid to heavy player what what do you think um very interesting question um i do believe you can find both on twitch uh, mm-hmm. you can find the casual player as well as the vip but i tend to say that you will find you you most likely won't find, um, you know, the average, let's say, like the the 40-year-plus uh, player yeah. who, due to the pandemic, couldn't go into into his uh, land-based casino and wants to try online gambling. Yeah. So it's very, uh, very, very hard to say. But I, I do believe in, in general on Twitch, you find the more, um, you, you have the community, uh, but also you will more find maybe like, you have the the, the mass uh, because also to find your niche, I think it's harder to find it on Twitch than on YouTube, because mm-hmm. on Twitch uh, you always have to recommend the channels uh, that you have on this on on your uh, side, mm-hmm. and most likely Twitch pushes uh, channels um, depending on the average viewers or how big the following is. Mm-hmm. While on YouTube, um, you can if you search for for um, niche products or if you if you look for for something, I think you get more. Su- 
it's easier to get uh, a small channel that don't have lots of following to get pushed up by by YouTube because the algorithm is a completely different one and they are not looking into pushing the one with the most views um, mm -hmm. and big channels. They also suggest smaller ones that maybe are more suitable for what you're looking for. So I think yeah. it's two completely different uh, products. Yeah. But yeah. It's very, very hard to, to answer. Yes, <laughs> there, yes. There is no right and there is no wrong. Very, very, very true. And and do you see, um, do you know of, or do you foresee any any new platforms emerging where, let's say, uh, gambling is more accepted, allowed, and and sort of a bigger part of that streaming platform sort of concept? Because that's one of the things. Like, I mean, for Twitch, even though the category is growing. It's still whatever you know, seventeenth uh, place in in Twitch rankings or something like that. I think last time I checked, at least. So we're very small, and and in in the eyes of the the C level at, at Twitch, right? So maybe that's why we don't get the the sort of the necessary attention. Could could you see a a completely different platform coming up? Maybe you know of something already, or or or. Or, or that's not realistic. What do you think? I mean, I do. I do know that there is uh, several uh, operators as well as affiliate networks that are working on on their own platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, however, um, I do not see that a serious competition to to Twitch because Twitch mm -hmm. just has uh, the masses, and you you get the spillover from other categories which mm -hmm. you don't have if you open up something specific for for the slots category or casino yeah. category. So it will be very, very uh, difficult to come up with a platform that can be a serious competition to Twitch. Um, that's why I think YouTube might be the closest that can be a competition, but even they yeah. have to work a lot on making things better to, yeah. to make them attractive to Twitch users. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll we'll see what the future holds. I guess it's such an interesting space, uh, Melanie. I could keep talking for for days about this, but let's let's move on a little bit. So, um, uh, do you work with any sort of let's say other types of of influencers or other type of influencer marketing? Let's put put streamers aside to to for for a second. Uh, yes, we do quite quite a, a bit. Of course, we have like uh, Facebook, which is a little bit limited as well. Mm -hmm. But we do um, do use uh, Instagram a lot. So okay. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Instagram marketing, and yeah. because you just have like a really big audience, uh, you can also with with the right with the right uh, influencers, you you can almost i wouldn't reach uh, i wouldn't say you reach the same same amount of um, slot interested people as uh, in twitch but mm -hmm. um, it's it's a very good alternative or let's yeah to have your your fingers in more than one social media platform yeah absolutely and and if i can ask like how, how do you do you do you yourself uh, source and find these influencers that you're interested in working with or is it via via influencer agencies that you, you collaborate with or, or a combination of both? Uh, I've done uh, both um, in certain markets. I'm, I'm very, very lucky that um, I have also, I have had in the past influencers reaching out uh, to myself because they have mm -hmm. seen me in in streams or in, in posts from... You're in podcasts with iGaming Next, for example. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, with, with other with other celebrities. So I did have those, but they're reaching out. But it's but those are not not the majority. Uh, yeah. I do my own research, uh, yeah. of course. Uh, I keep myself like um, I mean, you you always need to be a little bit on on top of everything. So I don't shy away watching uh, trash TV shows, etc., to to maybe yeah. find the next um, <laughs> the next, the next uh, uh, influencer, influencer or you you never know. Um, no. And but in other countries where I it's it's hard to find influencers. For example, if I'm in in Canada, of course we have a Canadian country manager that, that does uh, awesome work in this space. Mm -hmm. But of course, you sometimes need the help also from um, from agencies and and see what they suggest, mm -hmm. uh, what would suit best. But I I am a big fan of working directly with the influencer because I do think you get just uh, the better results. Uh, I also make always sure to meet the per to meet face to face um, and also yeah, get the feeling that. for the person. Yeah. You mentioned that in our prep call that you always meet face to face with the with the people that you work with. Yes, because you you can see the people uh, that the trust is a diff is on a different level, mm -hmm. and uh, if you have a good personal relationship, uh, you, you can feel it in the cooperation. Yeah. It, it makes a, a an impact on performance long term and and sort of having a great great relationship. Yes, especially yeah. if you work with celebrities, they get so many uh, so many companies that they are mm -hmm. you know they 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 having collaborations with. Yeah. But if you sit down with them, if you spend a little bit of time with them, it is mm -hmm. uh, to me it is shocking that most of that they don't know companies on a personal level that they are yeah. working with. Yeah, it's just a paycheck. They they yeah. barely know where it comes from. Yeah, no, I I fully agree with you. And uh, and if you're chasing the long term, and and if you believe in sort of sustainable relationships over time, then you know meeting up face to face and 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 taking an interest and and working as true partners must be uh, must be the default default way of of working. I think. Um, wh how do you see that? sort of describe the difference you know why are you also working with instagram and, and what difference do you see versus the streaming community or twitch for example like what what needs do the channels the, the different channels fulfill for for roots i mean i do think if you work with twitch you're mainly targeting an audience that is already familiar with mm -hmm. slots because they they clicked on on the slots yeah. category and they're watching it so they are yeah. a little they might be a little bit more educated mm -hmm. while on instagram you reach a completely different audience mm -hmm. and probably also earlier they're sitting higher in the funnel right i mean they're, they're like you're yeah. saying the you know, it's more sort of like a, an, an, an awareness channel to a certain extent yes, that generates yes. demand. And then if, if the intent and the, the, the is there, then they might end up on Twitch as their next step, uh, wanting yes. to, to, to know more. No, okay. and also if you if you look a little bit, if you do the the three sixty approach, so for example, you're having a TV spots, you're doing out of home, you're having mm -hmm. um, you know the streaming aspect. Why don't top it up with Instagram? Um, yeah, it's because you you reach then the people on all different levels. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Okay. Um, any other uh, thoughts around influencers or is it mainly Instagram? Is there other channels you're working with? 
you mentioned celebrities. We also spoke about sort of micro micro influencers, a sort of up and coming uh, segment of influencers. Um, anything else you can you can add or enlighten us with on on influencer marketing, Melanie? Uh, I do think the only the only thing is uh, it always sounds nice and and fancy um, if you if you meet with uh, influencers, celebrities, etc. But just uh, maybe for people who would like to work in that field, it's uh, you need to be extremely patient. Um, it is it is very hard work. It looks it looks uh, very funny, but uh, if you work with VIPs with uh, influential people, uh, mm -hmm. they also expect a certain level of service. So yeah. it might be, you know, you're getting calls at three in the morning or or whatever. It's it's yeah. uh, it's not it's not as fun as it might uh, sound like. It is really hard work. Yeah. And um, social media, I think, it's getting a little bit underestimated how much research and work is behind. Mm -hmm. It's not the quick fix. It's, uh, no, no, it is. Uh, it, it sounds because social media is so fast, uh, fast mm -hmm. living, mm -hmm. that people tend to think, "Oh, it's just like a, a nice post," or and it, and it's not. It's yeah. uh, much, much thought behind it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, very good. So I'm, I'm very curious to know as well. Like, how do you measure success with with influencer marketing? When do you know? if something is a great investment and something is not so great an investment? Uh, of course, there is uh, the, the normal KPIs, such as uh, how many you know, signups or, or new depositing players did I get in, but then mm -hmm. also um, how much brand awareness could I, could I get? So what, I'm all, what I was surprised in, in, in the past was when as I said, I, I was uh, I was meeting some some influencers face to face, and then mm -hmm. I get uh, I get messages on my Instagram or on my email, and so like, hey, I saw you were you are working with this person, or I spoke with with that person. Uh, can we also maybe work together? And if you mm -hmm. get referrals from your current partners, then for me that is always uh, one of one of the best compliments that you can get. Yes, uh, uh, absolutely. You, you mentioned brand awareness as well, and especially with uh, Twitch removing links, it, it does become more of a brand play. It's less possible to track every single, every single action. And I think that's probably, if I look across the iGaming industry overall, uh, that's in general something that we're not very comfortable with, right? We grew up in a digital marketing space. Everything is performance marketing. Everything is tracked and it's sort of one fancy technique after the other and 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 uh, and and now we're, we're sort of you know have to open our eyes i think probably the larger brands would have done this for a number of years but you know to sort of look at the brand building aspect of 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 marketing and which is much harder to track it's possible but it's much harder to track and it's much less sort of accurate if you will i think it's also helped with you know the the iOS updates, the loss of third-party cookies, the privacy uh, machine rolling out over the world. So, so if, if you have to look into the crystal ball, Melanie, and make a prediction for the next uh, year or two for the iGaming industry, um, between sort of brand building versus performance marketing, what do you think is going to happen? I think we need to be more creative in the way of how we measure things. Um, it, the, 
we need to come up. I mean, the gaming industry had has had it very, very easy for the for mm -hmm. the past tech decades, um, yeah. and we we were just I, I think we we were just lazy to come up with a new innovation how to track and how to measure corporations mm -hmm. and how we do marketing mm -hmm. and now we are getting uh, more and more challenged and i think it will be uh, quite quite fun times because only only people who think outside the box will survive except mm -hmm. you have very very big money behind and and you don't you don't need to to look after budgets <laughs> yeah no absolutely do you have a? Do you have a? You mentioned brand awareness being a success factor or a KPI you look for. Um, do you do you have like a sort of a brand tracker uh, set up that you can measure on a, on a monthly or quarterly basis, or or how do you how do you measure that? How do you measure brand awareness? It is uh, of course uh, there, there's like the Google alerts where you can put in uh, whenever your your keyword uh, is, is is mentioned. So we mm -hmm. we do have uh, measures in place uh, how to see where our brand is, and of course mm -hmm. there is always, uh, as you said, um, you have seen my my name popping up a few times when you did yeah. your research. So yeah. <laughs> we are yeah. trying internal as well to get our brand name out as much as possible. And yeah. you, you hear it, you see it by feedback um, from, from other people as well. Okay, very good. Super. Um, okay. Um, so one thing I wanted to get from you as well. So when I look across a lot of the operators in the space, I think Roots and and you know definitely driven by by you, Melanie, as well is is very sort of innovative in your marketing approach and a very sort of forerunners in you know like you said you started you know almost three years ago working seriously with streamers. You're very on top of of Instagram. You're doing David Hasselhoff. You're doing you're doing a lot of different things, um, but one of the things we spoke about is like how do you get the I mean, it, it requires support from the CEO or the organization that you work for because all of these things comes with a level of risk attached, right? It may work and be the best thing we've ever done and it may completely flop and fail and it, you know, it was not worth the investment, so to speak. So talk to us a little bit about how do you get that support from senior management because clearly you must have that in, within Roots uh, in order to do, do the stuff that you guys do. Yes, uh, I think our our management team and especially also our CEO um, always is always having our back. So whatever we do, we are we always uh, get the confirmation that there is no shame when you fail in something because it mm -hmm. just makes you realize that uh, maybe if one thing is is not working, at least you know it's not working. You will yeah. not have to wonder about in the next few months or oh, should I have I. So it is nice to know. Uh, you are allowed to fail uh, as long as you take the learnings with it. And yeah. I think this is one of, one of the most uh, important things that, you know, there is no, basically fa failure is almost appreciated. Mm -hmm. Wow. I need to and, work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is, it is very, very, very nice to know that even if something goes, goes horrible wrong, uh, yeah. we always see the positive taking from it. Yeah. Also, you can have the best uh, the best marketing idea, uh, the the best campaign setup, but if the rest is not behind your idea, it will mm -hmm. not work. I mean, I can have like the best campaign, but if I don't have like the right payment options, or if I don't have uh, good customer support stuff, if I don't have a, a good uh, EML team behind, yeah. 
it will not work. So it's not all about like, what are we coming up with marketing ideas? The whole operation, the whole company needs to support whatever we are doing. And this is what Roots is very, very special. We, we always have each other's back and we try to support each other as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I, I guess what I was, um, I mean, there must be quite a lot of work. So one thing is sort of landing in a company landing in a company where you're just uh, sort of fortunate to have a, a you know a great CEO great shareholders who are sort of on the same wavelength uh, as you um, and they sort of foster this culture of you know take risk go out there it might work it might not as long as we learn from it that's okay um, but but there are definitely also companies where that might not be the case right they might not be so lucky and I, and I guess also from from your perspective as a CMO, there must also be a lot of skill involved in terms of, you know, setting expectations, communication to senior management in terms of we're doing this and, you know, it may work, it may not, and this is what you should expect and, and stuff like that. So let, 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 let's try and zoom in on, on the role as CMO and how, like, what do you need to think about? What do you need to be good at in order to uh, manage um, and sort of foster that that culture that that you have built at, at Roots. D does that make sense? Uh, it does. Um, I mean, I'm I, I'm I don't see myself maybe as the best here. I mean, it is my first position as a C level, so yeah. I actually don't know what is this, how a CMO looks like at, at other companies. Of course, when I was working uh, at Lea Vegas, I was reporting to the CMO was also very very fantastic person yeah but um i do think that this is maybe why we are so successful because our like the majority of our c-level team uh, it is very young it is mm -hmm. uh, our first c-level position and we having most likely a very different approach because we are very very hands-on uh, mm -hmm. in other companies there is a lot of c-level that that is more into strategic decisions but yeah. not so much into execution and yeah. with us it is more like uh, we, we are working on the strategy but we are also having our hands on with the execution and mm -hmm. i think that might be the big difference to to other bigger companies yeah okay you're so humble, Melanie. You, you, I was looking for like top, top three things a CMO can do. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's good. Look, um, let's, uh, let's move on to the last couple of questions here before we round off. So sort of, um, Melanie, if you can, uh, if you should share sort of like, you know, zooming out sort of the top three, top five pieces of advice to, to other CMOs or, or senior marketers, working with influencer marketing what what would be the sort of the three to five gold nuggets that that you would share i think most importantly do your homework uh, don't uh, don't be blind uh, blinded by good statistics because we mm -hmm. all know uh, statistics you can read them in in you can brush them in in every direction yeah. um so research 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 it's yeah. like the, the, the most most important thing. And then also uh, look that maybe oh, it's actually it's very, very, very hard to 
Yeah, you can do <laughs> to a top twenty uh, for you feel free. <laughs> no, uh, I think research is 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 the most important thing, and then of yeah. course, um, be patient. Yeah, and be willing to take risks. Calculated risks. Calculated risks. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Melanie, how do you keep yourself updated as a marketeer? Like, do you, is it books? Is it articles? Is it conferences, podcasts such as this one? I think, I think a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. Of course, uh, networking at conferences. Uh, I also try to go to conferences that maybe are not purely gaming focused, just to, to see new ideas. Yeah, uh, what so other industries are doing and then uh, which a lot of people forget forget is just having talks in-house with the people that that working with you because um, i mean especially if you work in a very successful company means that you have a lot of good of in-house people yeah. and uh, even though they are not working in your field they might have very valuable input i think so that's such a great thing, sometimes yeah. yeah sometimes i i have an idea which i know is would not work the way how it is in my head but just mm -hmm. by bringing it up with a with a group of people we just uh, have a meeting brainstorming session go for coffee go for lunch mm -hmm. and i just throw the idea in and say like oh do you know a way how we can make it work and from that yeah. idea other ideas are, are sparking up and then you come up with something that is far away from the original idea but it is yeah. the, much better than you you thought it could get yeah there's so much talent where you're sitting around you that you can make use of, right? You said a great point. Uh, so seeking inspiration from from other industries or, or going to other conferences. What, what kind of industries do you look to, uh, Melanie, for inspiration? Uh, very, very much, of course, uh, in the affiliate uh, affiliate field, there is a lot of uh, conferences, uh, affiliate conferences that is not uh, iGaming specific. Mm -hmm. But then uh, in general gaming, um, for example, I, I was supposed to to have a speech at the, um, at the Gamescom or at Comic-Con in, mm -hmm. in Canada, for example. Yeah. Uh, so... I'm trying to to do as much as diverse fields because there is always good ideas coming from somewhere else and that haven't been adapted to to iGaming. Yeah. So don't shy away, even if uh, that is again where it is nice to have a CEO or management team that support decisions because sometimes it might look like, why do I have to go to a conference that has nothing to do with gaming because it yeah. costs uh, time, money, yeah. Uh, resources but at the end of the day if, even if it's just one or two leads if it's good leads uh, it's already paid off so i have never attended a conference where i did not come back with at least one or two valuable contacts yeah and and it's about creating an environment right where innovation and creativity can 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 grow right and and um, it's funny i was listening to a podcast with um, rory sutherland the other day from from uh, ogilvy um and one of the things he was saying is that you know we have completely uh, we we have become so obsessed with looking busy and have a crazy busy calendar and you know every minute of the day is is, is booked for for some random zoom call um, but really and truly, the most important thing you can do for for creativity and innovation is uh, go and do the dishes, or take a long walk, or you know just sit and stare out the window. That's that's where the power is, 
Um, and you don't have any of that if every minute of your day is is allocated to something. So so I I, I fully agree with that. I think it's so important that you have that. Um, yeah, you carve out space for for doing nothing. Effectively, <laughs> to the outside world, it looks like you're doing nothing. But that's really where the 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 ten times more impactful in the ideas come from. The most random places. I, I don't know what your experience is, Melanie. No, I I really love it. Um, as you said, um, I I do fully agree uh, that the best ideas coming in moments that you think like yeah you're you're just going for a walk, uh, you're yeah. having a swim, etc. Yeah. So it's yeah, absolutely. Or washing dishes. I can recommend that one. It's a power, <laughs> powerful, powerful innovation technique. Wash the dishes at home, guys. Okay, Melanie. Um, I am aware we have been speaking for one hour and 16 minutes. Time has flown by. Let's yes. let's <laughs> to, to, to rounding off. But before we move into the lightning round, is there anything, any sort of concluding uh, comments from your side around influencer marketing or, or roots or anything of the sort? Uh, maybe just um, if you if you're a marketer or in general a highly mo motivated person that want to work in that field but uh, you feel like your company is not the right place hit me up we're always looking for good people in our oh, company that's <laughs> fantastic melanie on a serious note how can people contact you are you is it linkedin is it facebook instagram uh all channels but most likely the, the best is uh, linkedin just if you look up my name and drop me a message fantastic very good <laughs> excellent stuff good melanie one of the key goals with this podcast is also to get to know uh, you a little bit better. And the way we do that is through a lightning round, which basically just means 10 silly questions to some extent. <laughs> and you literally have a few seconds. So just answer the first thing that pops to mind, okay? It's not allowed to think or 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 be um, be uh, careful planned here. You just spit out whatever is, is first top of mind, okay? Are you ready for it? I hope so. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Summer or winter? Summer. Mac or PC? PC. Brand building or performance marketing? Hard one. 50-50. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't take uh, a side here. Okay. Who's your favorite streamer right now? Uh, I, can't, I can't tell. Okay. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, other people Official. might be. <laughs> okay. All right. Las, Las Vegas. Uh, fun. <laughs> Your all-time favorite song? Uh, I I don't have an all-time favorite song. All-time favorite band? Maybe like Red Hot Chili Peppers. They they are quite good. That's a good choice. Rev Share or CPA? Uh, CPA. The best book you have ever read? Are um, I I forgot the English name, but in German it's the Medicus from Noah Gordon. Okay, uh, your favorite social media channel? Uh, Instagram. And you've been living in Malta for ten years, so you you can answer the the last the tenth question here. What do you think about Kinney? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And for those of you who do not live in Malta, Kinney is um, 
an interesting orange bitter soda, I, I would say. It, yeah, it depends on the mood. I think uh, sometimes I do enjoy. I'm, I do enjoy uh, ice cold kini zest. Yes, yes. But I don't I, like the normal kini for some reason. No, no. I th I, it's, it's funny, right? People are mixed down the middle around Kinian. But I remember my very first uh, job experience here in Malta was with, with the Bet24, uh, top three Nordics brand. Um, and we actually had, for the fun of it, we had the, the, internally, it was a punishment. You had to drink a warm Kinney. <laughs> it was a joke, obviously, but uh, that was sort of the the the, the punishment um, if you if you messed up, basically. So uh, so yeah, great, Melanie. Thank you so much for your time. It was a tremendous uh, and and great learning experience for me as well. You have so much to offer, Melanie. So I hope you um, we will hear you in many more podcasts and see you in in many more conferences in the future. Are you uh, so first podcast over? Did you survive? Yes, uh, thank you very, very, very much. Uh, I really enjoyed the experience and uh, I definitely would, if I'm invited, I, I come again. <laughs> Melanie, I think we should book a second podcast when you launch your new brand. What do you think? Definitely, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. Great. Melanie, have a fantastic uh, day and we'll speak soon again. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.